Hey y'all, and welcome to the first episode of Tequila She Wrote, a podcast about cocktails and true crime. Today we want to introduce ourselves a little bit, and then I, Sloan, will go over our cocktail of the evening, and I, Trish, will be going over our case. And so grab your cocktail, buckle up for the Hot Mess Express, and enjoy the ride. I'm Sloan. I am 30 years old and I have been interested in true crime for my entire life. My mom raised me on Forensic Files, Law and Order SVU, shout out to the OGs. Um, but more recently, my interest really pre- peaked, peaked, my interest peaked with Israel Keys. And that is a very common story with me and Trish. Uh, we were listening to Crime Junkies together. Also, shout out to Crime Junkies because they are the inspiration for this whole little side project that holds our heart right now. But we were listening to Crime Junkie. We heard the Israel Keys case, and that was kind of what started us talking amongst each other. And we found each other and a whole community of Crime Junkies in our little workspace. And we have been obsessed ever since. And we just wanted to share our obsession with y'all. So I am from Mississippi. I moved to Alabama with my husband. So you can definitely expect a lot of Southern fried crimes coming from me. Um, But to be honest, I'm interested in true crime everywhere, all over America, all over the world. So you're going to get a wide variety from this podcast. But I have a special place in my heart for Southern crimes and serial killers. So that's kind of my specialty. But I also love tequila. I'm a bartender, a waitress, and I can make a mean margarita anytime that you need it. So expect some great cocktail recipes coming from us. And I look forward to sharing a whole lot more with you guys. Hello, my name is Trish. I am 32, soon to be 33. Shout out to all the Sagittarius. I grew up in Ohio, in a little town called Louisville, Ohio. A lot of people don't know it, so if you do, shout out to you. I moved down here to Mobile about nine years ago. Uh, My family moved down here, and I just kind of followed. I met Sloan at our job that we both currently still hold. And like she said, we uh, both kind of fell in love with true crime from an early age and then started sharing our love for true crime one day both got interested in the crime junkies podcast israel keys kind of kicked off us really talking amongst it like at work and we found our little community there those are crime junkies with us and we just love it like sloan said She'll definitely be more of probably a southern crime, and I will definitely probably find a lot more interest in the northern crimes, especially Ohio-based, as I've been around all different parts of Ohio. So, like we say in our intro, buckle up and grab your cocktail and jump on this Hot Mess Express. Tonight, we are enjoying a Cranberry Rita 
I personally enjoy this more of a, as a martini, as an up drink, which means without ice. But you could totally serve it as a classic margarita over, over ice or on the rocks, as most people know it. So what you do for this cocktail is you take a one and a half ounces of tequila, a half ounce of lime juice, and then two ounces of your preferred cranberry juice. I used a light 50 calorie cranberry juice. It's still good. It's extra tart. I love a good tart drink. I love a good tart margarita. So that's the way that I went with this. I also did a sugar rim on my martini glass. Add all of those uh, drink components to your glass shake it with ice and then pour it into your martini glass or pour the whole thing into your regu regular glass and have it over rocks. And that is your Cranberry Rita, a nice refreshing winter drink. All right. In our cozy little closet hideaway here. <laughs> it's so comfy. So this is about the murder of Samantha Payne. And I found most of this on good old Reddit. I spiraled down the Reddit hole. And then Selma Times Journal. Because this is a story that actually comes from Alabama. And it's actually not too far away from where we are. In good old Mobile, Alabama. And yes, it is Mobile, not Mobile. 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 I don't care what Siri says get my drink real quick all right so the murder of samantha Payne. this takes place back in 2015 so it is semi-recent about what six years out now samantha grew up in maplesville alabama she was 29 at the time um and I don't know about you, but I didn't know where Maplesville was, so I had to look it up. I have no idea. Yeah. It is located between Montgomery and Tuscaloosa. Okay. So it's about two hours north. Yeah. And the articles I read, I couldn't find too much, like, personal information about her, but I was able to do some uh, Facebook stalking. <laughs> <laughs> and, the original stalking of right. our generation. And um, found, I don't know if it was on Reddit or it might have been on Reddit also. There was some little tidbits too. But according to like her Facebook and stuff, she was very family oriented. Said her mom was her best friend. She had a brother named Steven and a sister named Trina. Um, she kind of appears to be like your normal 20 year old, just very trying to get through life. Young baby. Her Facebook states that she went to Wallace Community College in Selma, but apparently people looked into it and schools, school officials said she wasn't currently enrolled at the time that she went missing slash was killed. Interesting. So, whether she was there at one point in time or if it was just her. Maybe she was on a break or something. Yeah. But this all starts taking place on October 30th, 2015. Halloween. That's sad. Right? Um, she left her parents' house to go to a Halloween party, but it was also her 29th birthday, so. Right. Big party. Um. 
and this was the last time her mother saw her alive was when she was leaving her house. For reasons that police and everybody don't know, her mother, Susie Payne, didn't even report her missing until November 9th. So, like, a week and a half later. Pretty much. She waited a week and a half to report her daughter missing. Granted, what? But they were close, right? She was close with her family. That That is what it seems like. Like, her, I think her Facebook, like, about me and whatnot said, like, she's thankful for her mother. She was her best friend. She was close with her brother, Stephen, even said in her thing, if you mess with him, you mess with me. Hmm. Interesting. So, I, again... I don't, I don't know how you could wait from the 20, like, yeah. 29th till the 9th to report someone missing, but we're not in their shoes, so we can't all, really judge, you deal but with grief differently and situations differently, so true. So the 9th also happened to be the same day that her remains were discovered in Tuscaloosa County. So wait, (laughs) the day that her mom reported her missing was the day that she was found. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Around 9 a.m. a man found Samantha in Talladega National Forest and he contacted law enforcement to report the like what he had found mm-hmm. and uh this is where it gets a little dark he found samantha tied to a tree with barbed wire oh completely naked oh her throat was slashed open and her head was detached oh my gosh i at 9 a.m walking in the forest i honestly don't know what i would even do i would hope that I had my coffee to know what to do <laughs> at that point. Say, if I didn't have my coffee, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what my reaction would be. Like, seriously, just imagine yourself. You think you're going on a relaxing walk in the woods and <laughs> you stumble upon a woman naked, barbed-wired to a tree. I can't imagine. <laughs> I... First of all, I can't imagine myself taking a leisurely stroll through the woods at 9 a.m., but to each their own. But some people, like, like some articles list him as, like, a hunter of some sort or, like. A hunter would make sense. But also it's in just, it like, It is a regular, Alabama. Yeah, it's also just in a regular forest, too. So, like, there are people who just said he was just some random guy walking around. No, so. It doesn't matter. It's Alabama. He was probably <laughs> hunting. So, like I said, he, this random man just stumbled across her in that. Um, when police got there and everything, they observed, like, the crime scene and everything. Got the body away. It went to a Dr. Stephen Dunton. Sounds right to me. Uh, who performed the autopsy. Said the autopsy was difficult to figure out a cause or like reason for death because the majority of her 
internal organs were missing. What? Yeah. So, the... <laughs> sorry, but the uh, stranger in the forest didn't notice that she was, like, gaping open? Well, from what I can, like, from what I've researched in that, they don't ever talk about anything like that. So, I don't know. Then how did he get the yeah. organs? How did they get the organs out? Because we don't know who did it. It right never now. got okay. Okay. mentioned on. anywhere. Sorry, moving on. But yeah. So, they had a hard time determining the cause or manner of her death. Um... They did feel comfortable enough, though, to... Uh, where are my notes? <laughs> so he didn't have enough of her remains to identify why she died. However, in his report, he wrote that the circumstances of her discovery seemed to suggest she had been murdered. I would assume so, with <laughs> most of her organs missing in a way that was not identifiable by um, wild beast in the forest. That would seem like murder to me. After it was reported the body had been found in Talladega National Forest, a police officer contacted investigators and told them something strange. Said he had recently arrested a suspicious couple near the area. And the reason they were suspicious to him, because he noticed that they were completely covered in blood. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I I mean, I know we're talking about it being Alabama and that, but I would hope that just anywhere you saw anybody covered in blood, you wouldn't just be like, hmm, that's suspicious. You would be like, you're up to no good. One would hope. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm in shock. <laughs> like I said, I... As I was researching this and I was getting into it, I was just like, oh, why is this Alabama? It makes so much sense. But why is this Alabama? Ugh. It could really happen anywhere, though. But we got some great people here, guys. <sighs> Top notch. So you notice these two covered in blood. They searched them and he found meth on them so he arrested them their names were stephen george and this is one of those names that I literally look at and i've gone <laughs> five different ways of pronouncing i'm gonna say it's chili chili c-h-y-l-l-i i would go with chili <laughs> it's chili season here guys right but so stephen george and we're gonna say Chili Bruce. Sounds good to me. Chili was only 18 at the time. So she is barely not a minor. And how old was, uh, what's his face? They didn't list his, but I'm assuming he was older since they didn't take the time to even note it. Note it. <sighs> Investigators met up with the two and asked about Samantha Payne. Both said a man named uh, Belcher was responsible for the murder. Belcher? Yep. Belcher. That's his last name. Okay. Okay. That's a little his, bit. Okay. His first name, I believe, is Michael. I have it listed down li lower, but, um, but yeah, they said that this man was responsible for the murder. They admitted to being involved in her death, but said that Belcher actually killed her. 
Oh. I I was there. Oh. But, you know, I, I didn't kill them. I mean, I'm guilty, <laughs> but I'm not that guilty, you know. Um, According to Chili and Steven, the murder occurred on November 1st. So, she was discovered November 9th, and they're saying that she was actually killed the 1st. Two days after she went missing. Yes. Which, as you start hearing about, like, the, the situation and that, you just go, so, two days. She had to endure two days of, of this. this. Of these psychos. They were covered in blood. That's why I'm assuming, uh, why I'm assuming psycho. Oh, oh, believe me. It began while they were all sitting around getting high doing meth. This is according to um, the two Stephen and Chili's Accounts. stories. So they claim that they were all seen around getting high doing meth at a repair shop owned by uh, Belcher's dad. Mm-hmm. Stephen decided that they should steal the Cadillac converter and battery from Samantha's car. So, while she was in the bathroom, he grabbed her keys out of her purse, drove her car to a bridge, where he removed the converter and the battery. He punctured the fuel tank and then set the car on fire. (laughs) That escalated. Yeah. So, there's only quickly to escalate from there, to be honest. But, that escalated. So, it took Samantha a long time to realize that her car was missing. And when she did, obviously she was angry. Right. Rightfully so. Your car is missing. You know you had the keys. Oh, I would be pissed. So, suddenly you went to the bathroom and now suddenly your car is gone. Yeah, I would be pissed. Uh, She accused the others of stealing her car and threatened to call the police if they didn't return it. (laughs) And, yeah. And this is where, according to their stories things went south right so apparently after she said she was going to call the police if they didn't return her car that's when apparently michael belcher decided they needed to kill her because he feared if they called the police that they would find the meth if you could see my face right now what so then before I get into what they did, here's my thing. In the first place, why, why, if you're wanting to take these things from the car, why are you driving it away from your repair shop? Right. To take it somewhere, take the stuff out, and then set it on fire. Right. Like, what's the point of that? And then... They were, they were on meth. That was the point. Yeah. <laughs> they had no point. But it's like, later on, they try to say... That this was not premeditated at all. At some point, it definitely became premeditated. I don't. I'm not saying that they went into this evening with Thank it you. as a premeditated, yeah. but the fact that like you did something so vicious as lighting this girl's car on fire, and then didn't expect her to try to you know try to figure out what happened with her car. Like at some point, you knew that there was going to be some sort of malicious plan here. Whether they thought just burning the car would make it go past like any recognition, like they just like, oh the car's gone. Right. Forever. Never and, finding it. 
And maybe that part of the plan didn't go as well as they thought. Like, they weren't able to cover the car up. So, yeah. now it the just, way out was... Yeah. It just makes no sense to me why they would take it away, take out what they wanted from it, and then set it on fire. Just that part, to me, makes no sense. Like, she didn't all. owe them anything. No. From what they have uncovered. said and uncovered... They don't even know how she had connections to half the people that were there. So. Poor girl. All right. So. Can we get a refill? <laughs> All right. Back from our refill time. I've Let's got see. my new margarita. I'm good to go. Because <laughs> things are about to get. Uh, so just in time for the craziness. And also, if you hear... I was just about to introduce my dogs because you might hear them in the background. I have two lovely beasts. One is like 90 pounds. His name is Fitzgerald. And the other one is a 60 pound beast, 50 pound beast. His name is Kodak. And they both want to be in here with us right now. They want to be our official mascots, but they're also really loud. So they're not allowed to be in here. So we also don't have room for them. <laughs> no, we are squeezed in this closet as is. All right, so... We left off with her, with Samantha wanting to call the cops because her car was missing. And uh, they decided to kill her for it. Yeah, they basically decided, no, that's a bad idea because what if they discover our meth? So. Because drugs are worth a person's life. Yes. Nowhere that I saw did it describe did it like ever talk about if the repair shop was close to Belcher's house or if they had to kind of travel a little ways to get there or whatnot. Sirs. They can't get in. <laughs> um but so once they decided that they needed to kill her, whether it was just they like kinda had this mental like, oh this is what we can do we're not going to really discuss this or whatnot, or I don't know. But they decided to go to Belcher's house, and that's where the torture began. Samantha was forcibly stripped, hogtied, and then merciless, mercilessly beaten for hours. Because they lit her car on fire. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Her fingernails, toenails, and several te teeth were ripped out with pliers. That makes me cringe. Yes. Uh, I have a big problem with teeth. We can talk about that later, but I have a big problem with teeth. My thing is, like, fingernails and toenails. Like, ugh. Literally reading that and then having to type it out. So, like, seeing it twice and now seeing it again. Literally, is making my skin go, oh. <laughs> No, like, I had an incident at the beginning of the year where I almost lost my two front teeth, and, like, they were moved up in my gums and everything, and I have a very high, high pain tolerance, but, like, that was some of the most painful shit I have ever been through in my life. So, like, I've, I've never had a nail pulled, but I have, like, ripped a nail off, TMI, whatever, painful, but, like, my teeth, that is pain that I cannot even yeah. fathom like i said this poor girl went through hell so much hell um because her car was lit on fire yeah because they decided to steal her car 
take stuff out instead of either just leaving the car there and taking the stuff and then being like, oh no, why, why won't it start? Oh no, our table. It's broken. <laughs> it's broken. But yeah. So because they decided to mess with her car and then she wanted to actually do something about it, she had to endure all this torture. Stuff. And reminder, again, according to what they claim, this went on for two days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That poor girl. Belcher said they had to kill her because she wanted to call the police about her car. After all the torture she endured, she said she loved and forgave them for hurting her and promised to tell no one what they had done if they would let her go. Oh. So that just tells you what kind of like, person, what kind she, of person is. she is. You've literally had these people do all this to you and you're still like I love you just just let me go just stop her pleas fell on death deaf ears and the torture only escalated after that eventually she was put in the trunk of Belcher's car and he drove her to the forest somehow during the drive over she somehow managed to escape from the trunk and they had to stop and stuff her back in. So she continued to fight she until, escaped. until she continued to try to fight, which after you've been beaten and all that, I I would like to think I would still try to fight, but at that point I would just be you like You don't know what you would do until you're in those shoes. You don't know if like your fight's gonna kick in or your flight. You never know until you're like that person in that case. Yeah. When they arrived, they tied her to the tree and then Belcher slashed her throat even as she begged for her life. After taking her to the woods, this is where karma kicks in. God, I love karma. <laughs> Belcher's car broke down. Good. Good. And Chili and Steven went one way, and Belcher went a different way, apparently. Um, the two walked to try to get help from a man at a shooting range. The man said it was suspicious the way they were acting, so he called Hale County deputies. Good for him. And then, apparently, these deputies happened to walk past Belcher. <laughs> Or, like, not walk past, but, like, go past Belcher, um, who was going the opposite way. And when they stopped and kind of, like, talked to him and that, he just said his car broke down. He was looking for a ride. And they said he, other than him just being a strange character, he didn't, they didn't have really any reason to do much. So they just allowed him to leave. (laughs) What? What? So either he is someone that can handle his drugs and everything very well, or he wasn't as messed up as the others. I mean, same. But what? (laughs) So it wasn't until, like, deputies that were working the scene were called running into the three later that they were called kind of recalled these sketchy hey, individuals. There was these suspicious people around this area, you know, 
They probably had something to do with this. It might be somebody we should look into. Police were able to get um, a search warrant for Belcher's car after, like, they talked to Stevens and Bruce about, like, their story. In the car, they found um, clothes belonging to Payne. And in the house, they found her car battery. Oh, so, so check and mate. So these people obviously like either didn't care if they got away with it or they weren't thinking, hey, I have all this stuff that links me to this girl. I mean, they don't sound like the smartest of individuals to begin with. So, but yeah, here we are. But they, they essentially made it very easy for police to be like, Hmm. You have clothes and a piece from her car. Like they had the breadcrumbs yeah. the whole time. Um, all three suspects were charged with capital murder. But I'm shocked. <laughs> but uh Chili and Steven were allowed to plead guilty to lesser chargers in exchange for testifying against Michael Belcher. You gotta love those deals, but you also have to hate those deals. Because, like, it's a he said, she said, but they're all guilty. Chili received 20 years, uh, a 20-year sentence with eligibility for parole after five years. Um, Stevens got a plea plea deal that was more severe. He got life in prison with eligibility for parole after 15 years. (laughs) You can do 15 years, or you could do life. Right? Take your gamble. Like I said, it... Act I was, right. I was literally reading these sentences, and I went, there's something seriously <laughs> messed up. With what? our justice system? Yes. Uh, and here's where Belcher has all the audacity in the world. <laughs> he agreed... To plead guilty if he could get the same deal that Stevens had received. So he wanted to get a life sentence with eligibility for parole in 15 years. You know what I want to be? I want to have the audacity of a white male that has none of the requirements but asks for all of the convenience. That's all I want from life. (laughs) That's all. I was just like, you... Like, you're literally the one that they're saying... Did all of this. Basically, did the final final blow to this woman. And you want the possibility of parole. Prosecutors wanted the death penalty. So, they said they were not going to offer or accept any plea deals of any kind. So, good on them. Um, So, in the midst of these three being like the ringleaders and getting their senses and that police happened to um, obtain two other people that were also charged in like her case, but they were only charged with first degree kidnapping instead of uh, capital murder. Their names were Alyssa Watson and Marcus George. I don't know if Marcus is related to... What's his face? Yeah. Steven. Yeah. 
Yeah, Stephen George. It doesn't say that anywhere, but they, they could be. Um, they made Alyssa and Marcus's trials into a single trial. Um, and the important evidence in those cases were cell phone records and testimony from Chile and Stephen. Um, prosecution argued that cell phone pings proved they were at the scene of the crime while Samantha was being tortured, but they made no attempt to help her. So they didn't participate, but they were there. Right. And witnessed it all. Right. And didn't turn them in. Didn't turn them in, didn't try to stop it, nothing. Guilty by association. Yes. So here, here's the thing that I can't even understand so they were not charged with murder at all they're just charged with first degree kidnapping they were sentenced to 30 years in prison which is 10 more years than what chile received right and what possibly a 15 yeah. years more Considered than what Stephen could possibly get yeah so if they would have just been the ones to wisen up and have gone to the police first and been like hey we were there. We weren't involved, but this is what we know. The three actual murderers would have gotten their time. Possibly. Let's be real here. Justice system, America. Possibly. And the two that weren't actually involved, but were just quote unquote there, they could have gotten off scot-free, but... Or a lesser charge. But like, I still, it, I don't understand how you can give someone with 30 murder. years... For not, like, supposedly not even being involved other than being there when you're giving people that are actually involved in her tor torture and murder less time. It makes no sense. None. None. Michael Belcher's trial began on March 11th of 2019. Oh, so recent. Very recent. His attorney never argued that he was innocent. <laughs> Instead, they argued that he should be found guilty of felony murder and not capital murder. Oh, because there's a difference. I mean, there is, like, felony murder. You can't get a death sentence for capital is where you can get a death sentence for. Yeah. But, um... His so, basically, they were arguing his sentencing the whole trial. Pretty much. Okay. They were like, yeah, he's guilty, but... We he's not we, that guilty. We don't think that, you know, a life for a life, you know, nothing like that. No. Right. His attorney, <laughs> this is literally a quote, said, he didn't start this. He didn't stop it, but he didn't start it. <laughs> um, I couldn't find anywhere. I, um, from what I understand, he is on death row. But, and that usually takes a good bit of time. Yeah, I would so. say, but his execution date has not been set as I've tried to find out. So, in a way, we get a happy ending that Samantha and her family get, like, the justice they deserve. And the closure. But at the same time, we don't have a happy ending because, unfortunately, just last year, apparently... Samantha's sister Trina committed suicide. Mm. So I can't even imagine the pain that the parents, the parents, and just the family in general. You already lost one daughter. Now you've lost a second daughter. 
Yeah. So. Both in horrific ways. Yes. I don't know how old Trina was. So I don't know if she was younger or older. Right. And that, but still, it's just so sad because that these people have affected this family and not just taking one daughter, but essentially you taken also two. have taken two now. Yeah. And then I have in my notes little pictures of, so like this top one is Samantha. Mm-hmm. That is good old Chili. Chili, Belcher, and Steven all look like fucking creeps. Steven George looks like a pedophile (laughs) Michael Phelps. He looks... Is that the right name? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's... what he looks like. And then this is the two. I was there. I didn't say anything. I didn't stop it, but I was there. This girl looks so happy to have her mugshot picture taken. She looks so proud. Like, she should... You know what? I'm no longer upset that she got... Or heavier charge than chili, like by any means. She, no, but they definitely look related. We will eventually, hopefully, by the time this is posted, have a blog, (laughs) but we currently don't have a blog. We do have a few of our social medias up and running, but like, guys, we are seriously newbies. We are just excited to get started. But if you want to find us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, we also have a email that you could reach us at they're all tequila she wrote no underspaces no period marks or anything like that just tequila she wrote follow us on our socials on tiktok we are going to be showing you the cocktail that we talked about at the beginning of this episode and uh on instagram we will just be posting random things throughout the week leading up to the episodes that we're posting next uh in reference to this case we're going to be retroactively posting just kind of getting into the swing of things, but overall, we're really excited to get this journey started. We're really excited to have y'all with us, and we can't wait to see y'all next week. Yeah, this is a year in the making. (laughs) A while, a while. We keep talking about this, and then we chicken out, and so now we are just jumping in blindly, because in the year that we talked about it, we didn't research it. We just talked about it. So I hope y'all enjoyed this. If you did, leave us a review, hit the follow button, follow us on our socials, and we will catch you next week. Bye guys. Bye.